Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and with me today are... Jake. Uh, Chris, barely. <laughs> Chris is kind of here. Barely. Ames is here. I'm Ames. And welcome to episode 243. Whoa. Ooh. I'd like to start by saying that the the news of my diarrhea was uh, extremely over-exaggerated. Well, I have to keep that in. Oh. <laughs> Darn. No, but I've returned from the dead. Maybe COVID? Everybody in my house has had COVID except me, confirmed, so, like, I assume it's COVID. But good news, listeners, you can't get COVID via the podcast. At least we don't think so. Maybe you can. Maybe that's why the 5G and the vaccine is important? Who knows? Anyway, enough about that. The reason why we're here today... What? I'm Chris just is debating strongly how much he's going to be cutting this. You can cut it all. I just start over. No, no, this is fine. I'm just sleepy. Keep talking. And we're here today for episode 243. And today we're going to discuss two episodes of Star Trek The Voyager, Projections and Elosium. They say The Voyager now consistently, so I don't know why we were giving Tom any guff before. Because it sounds dumb. It sounds dumb. It doesn't sound dumb. They say The Enterprise. Why don't we say The Voyager? Because The Enterprise also sounds dumb. Oh. I just, I like it better without the the. The spirit of St. Louis. It's like the void, it's like the COVID or the diabetes. The name of the show is Star Trek Voyager, not Star Trek The The Voyager. Voyager. (laughs) Exactly. It's not Star Trek The Enterprise. (laughs) Well, shh, shh. The Star Star Trek. Trek, The Deep Space Nine. That's the one. Well, because that wouldn't make any sense. That's a space station, not a ship. All right. Anyway, projections. Oh, man. Projections. This was actually a good episode, I thought. We. I liked it. So the MH wakes up and he's been brought to wakefulness by the fact that the ship's under red alert and he scans the ship and everybody's gone. Where the fuck is everybody? Computer doesn't know. So he's looking around and he uh, runs into Bolana, who even though the the computer told him there was nobody on the ship, Bolana is here. And she's like, hey, I come up with this great thing where I can project you in other parts of the ship. So that's going to be really convenient for this episode where you need to project other parts of the ship. So first, go help Janeway. And he gets projected down to Janeway and Janeway's under a beam and he fixes her and she's fine. And then he's like, oh, no, I'm I Neelix is in the mess hall and he's under attack. So, you know, uh, Janeway's like, well, it'll take me too fucking long to get there because all their systems are down. No, no, uh, no transporting, no holla vaders, nothing. No great grass, no great glass elevators. Mm -hmm. So he goes and he helps Neelix, who is fending off a what are they called? Kazon. Kazon? He's fending off a Kazon with some like rotten tomatoes i guess and that seems to be working fine and, what rating did uh, the rotten tomatoes give it uh i don't know what they did for this one but i could i have my thoughts about the next episode but we'll get there what happens then he's in the let's see he's in the holodeck they go or rather they go oh he gets shot by the kazon right and neelix is like oh fuck you're bleeding and he's like lol i can't bleed i'm a projection or am i and he goes back to sick bay and he is bleeding and that's when lieutenant Barclay shows up for some reason. 
the fuck are you? What are you doing here, broccoli? Ruining dinner, says broccoli, just like every time. <laughs> I liked my broccoli. No, I love broccoli Add actually, cheese. but I didn't. But I didn't used to. Anyway, yeah, cheddar makes everything better. Remember those ads? Oh yeah, those were great ads. No, they weren't. Yeah, they were. They were great. Cheddar <laughs> made everything better. I mean, you cheddar. Attention? Cheddar's great. Cheddar is great, and cotton is the fabric of our lives. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Broccoli shows up and he's like, no, like you are actually Louis Zimmerman, the guy that created the EMH in his own image, except for his schlong, which he made way bigger, as we apparently have discussed previously. Anyway, no, you're not the EMH. You're actually Zimmerman. And there's an issue outside. There's been some radiation. You were running a simulation. We haven't been able to get through. And now the only way to get out of the simulation is you either have to finish the simulation or you have to destroy the warp core of Voyager. At what point do we save Vic from some gangsters? (laughs) Fucking Felix again. (laughs) Is his name Felix? Yeah. Fucking Felix, that meddling bitch. Anyway... No, trifling? I feel like bitches are trifling. He's a trifling bitch. Anyway, he's trying to convince the EMH really hard that he's a real dude and he should blow the fucking ship up. And the EMH is like, but I'm going to use all this logic and my usual sassy tone of voice and ask weird questions. He always does a really big raise at the end of things when he says stuff. I really like him. I like Picardo and I like the character. He does some weird shit with his voice. Anyway, then just when he's about to blow the motherfucker up, Chakotay shows up and is like, no, wait, don't. And it's like, what? I thought you were all gone. And Chakotay is like, okay, you actually are in the holodeck, but you're not a real person. You're still the EMH and we're having issues. And like Kess shows up, but she's a human and she's allegedly Zimmerman's wife. And I turned to Chris and said, I fucking told you he wanted a boner. And I was (laughs) right. And now there's fucking proof. I hate it so much. Ah, I love it. I love being right. Anyway, so then I don't really remember what happens. They like save the day, but it's like a fucking inception because it's still fake because he wakes up and he's surrounded by people and they're like, oh, thank God you're all right. And Kess is like, oh, you think I'm beautiful? And he's like, well, I didn't. uh, I was under a lot of strain. And she's like, wait, you don't think I'm beautiful? You mean our marriage is over? And he's like, what the fuck? And then he wakes up again. I don't really remember how that happens. And this time it's actually real. He's actually still a hologram. He was on vacation in the holodeck for like five minutes. They hit some radiation. It fucked everything up. They couldn't still get him out. Still into Kess, though. <laughs> yep, still into Kess. And she's totally cool with it. She's just like, hey, don't tell Neelix. <laughs> That's the theme. That's the theme this week is don't tell Neelix. Don't tell Neelix. Well, it's actually yeah. the perfect bridge into the next episode, but we should talk about this one first. Yeah, let's talk about this one. It's actually a much better episode. So the first sign that everything was bullshit was that the Kazon caused them that much trouble. <laughs> You're Aww. like, nope, nope, no, no faction of the Kazon is this powerful. Nice but all try. of them together, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it was every single Kazon in the quadrant. Mostly right, Aaron they, Eisenberg. Because they yeah. blew away like half of the half the ship and then everyone abandoned ship. This is the conceit. Yeah. And they all get into escape pods and then they tractored in the escape pods. So there are like three or four people left on the ship, allegedly. Yeah. And everybody Least else has been tractored. escape pods. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, I mean, More like get was... fucking caught pods, am I right? <laughs> the thing about this episode, because it is good. Yeah. But... There's no point during the episode where it's conceivable that he's actually Zimmerman. Fair. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but you so wonder, right you keep wondering, like, okay, how are they going to prove yeah, otherwise? Yeah, I guess, what I guess arguments the... will, will uh, Dwight Schultz have in, in that um, argument? 
probably just a bunch of shitty q and for a while you're like oh well maybe maybe it really is zimmerman but that doesn't make any sense because then the whole of the show is in zimmerman's lab you know like see what sounded like some enterprise bullshit what could have made it work a little better was if there had been a line about you based the simulation off those letters the romulans gave us like oh, established I mean, like, yeah. that that packet from last season did in fact make it, and then, oh, and, then could, oh, and make it so that it's not it's not the that simulation that the that Zimmerman is running. It's that Sim- Zimmerman created a simulation based on the the letters. Yeah. Whoa! You want the writers of this show to have that, actually seen this show? Whoa! That's, that's an interesting slow it thought. down. Like, but I yeah. feel like the letters wouldn't have been nearly detailed enough to you know recreate the opening scene in, in six well you know? i think maybe they also have a line oh and you know janeway's logs were there we forgot to mention that earlier mm. like they've that been, they've been, been recording the whole ship this entire time yeah, yeah the, but on, be- the only way this episode really works though is if or you know the only way that the the simulation idea re- works for the audience is if the audience accepts that there is no Voyager. None of these people are real. And yeah. the whole thing was just Zimmerman making an experiment about or playing a game of, oh, what would happen if the EMH had came to life and had to deal with the situation? But then you yeah. see, oh, there's Bob another Newhart episode next week. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it's. Yeah. It, if this was a cancellation, it would have been brilliant. But. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ames said, it really becomes less a question of is this real is like. How does he realize what's going on? Mm. Yeah, it's like an episode of Columbo. You know who did it. You just have yeah. to figure out how he's going to figure out who did it. Yeah. Yeah. How much will the doctor be fooled until random ass Chicote wanders in? Yeah. Because they wanted to give Robert Beltran something to do for a goddamn change. I was saying, it felt like they just kind of like must have rolled a die to figure out who'd walk in. Hmm. Like, huh, Chakotay's usually useless. Let's uh, let's have him help. Oh, wait, no, he didn't actually help because it was a fake Chakotay. And the yeah, other thing admit... Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. No, I, I, it's probably the same thing. It's like, I got kind of lost at, by this point in the boxes within boxes within boxes. Like, mm. that first ending fake out, I was like, oh, good. Episode's about over. I put down my notes. I started doing something else. And then re- looked up and realized, oh, there's a twist? There's an additional unnecessary twist? So Why? Unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to say, like, m- mild, mild spoilers for anyone that is actually new to Voyager. But I was slightly thrown because I know that we do eventually see Reg more in this show. Ah. Uh, so I was like, wait, he shows up this early? But no, he didn't. Hmm. Um, oh, so that wasn't even the showing up that you were talking about. No. Oh, thanks a lot. As, spoilers. As a real Reg. But this is interesting, though, right? That I, I like, I think it's interesting that, that, Canonically, Barkley went off now to to become a, holo, a holodeck program because obviously he had aptitude yeah. for it, yeah. and then came um, right back for first contact. Right? Yeah, that's the one thing. He's in first contact, but but you know, just like Worf is randomly places where he shouldn't be in the TNG movies. So I'll, I'll allow it. Okay. Okay. Mister Worf, uh, what are you doing here? Mister Broccoli, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Yeah, mostly making Zeph from Cochran feel weird. Mm. Yeah. Also, I noticed an uh, episode directed by by Freaky Boy. Yeah. Always good to which see him. Which yeah. is which is somewhat interesting because one thing that that occurred to me in this episode is that it it has a lot of similarities with Frame of Mind. Indeed. Which was, which was a big mm. Riker episode. 
Yeah. What's real? True. What's not real? Yeah. What's Barkley doing here? <laughs> oh, is that the one where Jonathan Frakes was thought made to think he was losing his mind? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a great episode. He acted his fucking pants off in that. He, he also, uh, that. as really Caitlin was. pointed out, he busted out the fisheye crate lens crate. Yes. Oh yeah, the we first saw, time we saw, since yeah, like we saw Holy shit, we haven't seen this in a while. We're in fisheye mode, bitches. Things are getting real or not real. Ooh. So do you think when creatures that are like actually fish monsters like want people to look crazy in their shows thing go not fish eye they go like nice and neatly square i like that caitlin did the did the real because i didn't realize that pun worked on multiple levels Mm, (laughs) that's true i I didn't see you do that yeah i just started going like this that's good thank you that was perfect all for aims yeah so Uh, i also i also read that before they decided oh obviously it should be barkley they were kicking around the idea of having it be LaForge, which also kind of works because he was also a creep in the holodeck. A little bit. Knows, knows how to make a makes a sexy lady in the holodeck. It should have been Vic Fontaine. <laughs> Good God. God. That would have been amazing. They didn't have time for a song, though, in this. And you know how <laughs> Jimmy Darren wouldn't do it without a song. <clears throat> oh, this, oh, this must have been before... Yeah, probably. Yeah, because it's only season two. Yeah, yeah, no, he doesn't show up until, yeah. Yeah, this is also before we meet Louis Zimmerman in Deep Space Nine as well. Right. Oh, no Uh, shit. This this actually establishes that Louis Zimmerman, so that's interesting because Louis Zimmerman could not be a real guy after this. Like, there's no, there's no evidence that Louis Zimmerman is actually the guy that created the, the EMH or that he looks like the EMH. Well, Zimmerman, I mean, at the very least, the name could be real because he does seem to know yeah, who his creator is. Yeah, the name could be is. real, but the fact that he looks just like the Doctor is not really established until... <laughs> this looks yeah. like me. DS9. Is this me? I love... Uh, He's so I did, good. I did, I did I like, though... Ricardo so much. When he, like, sees the pictures, like... Because he mentioned, like, apparently I sort of look like him and then he sees the picture and he's like oh this guy's a narcissistic dick he's basically a sung yeah um, why didn't he give me hair <laughs> um only all these extra he, dicks <laughs> yeah i was gonna say he had to choose either huge schlong or hair he couldn't do both ah uh, you know yeah, you knew both would be a lie too big Uh, so here's, the other, here's the other thing, right? So, like, if 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 this simulation is real, why would like this would have been some logic that that the doctor could have used? Is like, wait a minute, if this is real, why did I model a character after my wife and then make her dating a different guy? Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, cuckoldry fetish? Mm. Maybe. Certainly, oh, he seems to potentially get <laughs> off on pain. Oh my. oh my god this is okay this is not good without the visual but i'm gonna tell you the story anyway there's oh, the dear. second time where he like slaps himself and he's like pain why do i feel pain and we're watching and chris goes and why do i have a boner but the thing is <laughs> it's just as chris was saying and why do i have a boner the emh looks down and he looks down because he's just discovered he's hungry but ah. for me it was just chris saying and why do i have a boner and then the emh looks down and, as if he has a boner but Meh. then he was just hungry Anyway, Aww. this has been non-visual visual corner. No, that worked. <laughs> I did like the the um, the reaction to him e- being hungry, and I was wondering, mm. what do you guys think he should have gotten to eat? Mashed broccoli, butter, <laughs> ah, um, with cheddar, 
with soil. <laughs> oh, ooh. I bet he'd like a nice charcuterie board. Ooh. He seems like the charcuterie board type. I have so much trouble with fucking charcuterie boards because there's never enough of whatever the sauces are. Mm. They put sauces on charcuterie boards? Oh, yeah. Or like, like, or like, like, like mustard. Yeah. Mustard. yeah. Man, you bitches yeah, are fancy. Just put, like, I just... A little dollop of it. You know? Yeah, there's yeah. never enough. That's because you, that's you, cause you, you're missing out. You should take me with you. I'll just eat the meat as is, and then there'll be plenty of <laughs> sauce because, as a result, less meat. Mm. Um, I'm a purist when it comes to charcuterie. Yeah, he's, I could never see him just chilling there with like fancy cheese and figs. Ooh, oh, figs, I yeah. want that. You don't like figs? Uh, I think I'm all set. How about in Newton form? No, I actually hate fig newtons. <gasps> oh, I love oh, fig, but they're fruit and cake. Yeah, I don't really. I don't like a fig newton. Oh, I no. think they're good. Yeah, I, I do. I did say it, but I really like. I I could have done without confirmation that the EMH is maybe kind of sort of into casts. Like, come on, guys. And well, like, yeah. yeah, that went to a weird place, and then she kind of she kind of starts acting like it, and then you realize, oh, this is still part of the hologram. What's happening? Yeah. And then it's a double twist. Oh, now now it's the actual real her, but now she's playing a joke. It's like ah, I yeah. But still, weird like, ending. Just, I just need like just like he doesn't need to have any sort of like she's his student just leave it at that for christ's sakes men and women can be friends rick berman you dick <laughs> yeah they can be friends but they're not friends it's 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 he's the professor and she's the student and she really wants to get an a it's gross and she'll I hate do it. anything to get an a gross and i hate it uh whatever i like it i wish you know what it is is i honestly i like i've realized i really like the character of kess mm-hmm. and the more i see of neelix with kess the more i'm like I fucking hate Neelix and oh, Kess Oh, them together. together makes no sense. So I would but. love for Kess to be, even with the fucking doctor, anybody would be better than fucking... Kim, Paris, Neelix, another person is breathing next to my girlfriend. Torres. Fucking <laughs> asshole. I, I still, I don't know, I just, uh, I, I'm leaning more and more towards Kim being ace. I think he should have been, and that, that would have made a lot of sense. Hmm. I did love there was that very brief moment where the doctor learns that he could delete people. And oh, he deletes yeah. Paris and Kim and was so so pleased about it. Especially Paris. <laughs> mm. I like Paris. I don't know why people hate on Paris so much. Oh, no, I mean, I, I he's fine, but I, I understand that he, the doctor <laughs> does not like him. So, well, he was... also appears to be Tom will definitely fuck your girl Paris. And I'm not really mm. that into that. Um, it also so the the one thing that makes more sense in the simulation is that Tom Paris looks like Philip Lacarno. Was it Philip? <laughs> what was the name? Nick Lacarno. I always want to call him Philip. Anyway, Nick Lacarno, right? Because you know, Bar- if Barkley designed the Tom Paris character to be like his <laughs> annoying cousin, and for the physical appearance, he just like found some douchebag in in like the Enterprise records and was like, ah, all right, this guy. See, I'd said to Kate when he said I based off my cousin Frank. I said, "Oh, they should have made it this cousin Nick." Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, that there you go. Imply that, that Barkley's related to Locarno somehow. There you go. Oh man! And then the EMH tries to delete Janeway, which <laughs> just pisses her off, yeah. and was perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even even Hollow Janeway can't just be deleted, unlike the one you've only angered her. <laughs> yeah. Uh... No, the very top of the episode before we get into the let's introduce random ass Barkley and let him do a thing. When it was just the EMH talking with the computer and it was just, you mm. know, Bob, the Bob and Majel show. I was like, I would watch this show. 100%. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, our uh, our Alexa was really into it too. Oh no! <laughs> I, needless to say, muted, muted her. Probably like it took longer than it should have though. Like I feel yeah, like we were a- like fifteen minutes in, and finally you were like, "Oh, geez. it took two or three before she responded." That's true. Huh. That's part of it. Weird. There's got to be a way that the Alexas can recognize when it's a Star Trek episode, though. Okay, you they think should, that that would have been the first thing that they would have done. Yeah, you'd yeah. think the people are doing this because they're Star Trek fans. They're probably going to watch some Star Trek. Right, I mean, that's they, what I mean. They'd you know? probably have to upload every single instance of anyone in the show ever saying computer. Um, there's a, a program you can write for thing. that. Yeah. yeah, see? Yeah, well, there you go. Jake could do it right now. Jake, do it. You'll save us all. I know. Uh, <laughs> I know. Google once had to teach the Google Homes to not respond to a Burger King ad because <laughs> there was this Burger King ad where they were like, "Ad space is expensive." So, hey Google, and it it like oh no directed you to the Wikipedia entry on the uh, Whopper. Okay, uh, that pissed Google that's not off. that bad. That pissed Google off though because they weren't consulted. Right. So they said it so that Google Homes wouldn't respond to it. But it backfired as well because before Google even put in the fix, people flooded the Whopper Wikipedia entry with vandalism. So ah. like your your Google Home would just start talking about how it's like made of like mold and rat nice. and oh, no. see, see what the See the what Google should have done is programmed it so that if it got the query from that uh ad, it would it would just be like Nice try, Burger King. <laughs> oh yeah, you saw no a custom amazing. page. Yeah, exactly. Or uh 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 you didn't say the magic <laughs> word. <laughs> Eat at Wendy's instead. Ooh, shots fired. Yeah, no, Ooh. Burger King probably should have uh they probably would have made a deal with Google. Oh yeah, honestly, Google totally would have been down do with some it. Kind of custom ad. But no, instead they Google had Google to... loves selling ads. They do. Hmm. Anyway. They don't like giving them away for free though. Yeah, no, speaking apparently. speaking of Burgers. I love how Neelix's fighting technique is food fight. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty amusing. That was somewhat believable. Uh, it worked. It know. worked strangely like well. Just... Well, because again, the Kazon. Like, I feel like he would just like attack. Like, uh, I still say that he's very cat-like. I feel like he would just pounce and bite at the neck. Oh my! I feel like that's what how his actual attack would be. So in this episode, you know, in the inside the simulation, they're like, "Oh, we installed a bunch of holodeck." equipment mm. all over the ship and I, I was wondering why that was necessary like why couldn't he have just stayed in in sick bay until then it would be a real bottle episode <laughs> yeah well no but then but but once he realizes that he's you know People. human so to speak well, oh when well, like Barkley comes that yeah injury, then like, like he's stuck there maybe the Kazon comes in and wants to fight him and then and then he gets hurt and that's when he's like oh shit how did I Fucking get hurt. Oh, my uh, God. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it is partly driven by him. And you can imagine there's maybe on some level part of him that does kind of wish he could bop around the ship more. And I before mean, that's it the goes thing. into full crazy town, it starts off for him a more believable explanation. So it's I don't think it's that the EMH is controlling any of this, whether you know, voluntarily or involuntarily. I thought it was just the holodeck malfunctioning. It's like a feedback loop between him and the holodeck. Okay, because, so. yeah, the, one of the synopses I read of this was like, it was just one of the EMH's hallucinations. And I'm like, I don't think that's the quite right that's word for it. That's an oversimplification. It, so. So, what I, so here's my thought, right? I think he created a holodeck program 
of the Voyager so that he could re you know so so that he could like have a fantasy of like helping out during an emergency and like going to the bridge going to the bridge yeah. and and fighting Finally a Kazon in Kess. you know so like all those things are just part of his simulation that he created maybe and That's then the the malfunction is what made it so that he seemed to be human or maybe even in his simulation he already was pretending to be human yeah, that's the thing. They never do say what the hollow novel was. So, for all we know, he just turned on Beowulf to go bang Freya for a while. Hmm. I hope not, though. They're... No, he's oh, in the. That's what they should have done. They should have had his wife be Freya <laughs> instead of Cass. That would have been a nice touch. But they're not going to. No, I think. I think. From last season. No. Yeah, and not. I think giving, giving the role to Cass someone whom he sees every day and. Yeah. The All difference between assistant after. and wife. Yeah. There's a very nice moment that I wrote down when he's on the bridge and there's this very, very specific thing that Janeway does that I thought was fucking a great touch. And that's that she sees the dead crewman, doesn't know that he's dead yet, sees oh, him yeah. over there and just her instinct is, I have to go to him. But it's the it's the slightest move. And then the EMH tells it, like, you know, just shakes her head, says, N -n -n, not that guy. And yeah. she's like sad. And it's like, you know, without any dialogue, just the like just little cute movements uh, ex like express like just how Janeway cares about her crew and what she does as a captain. And I was like, damn, that worked. It's it's a really great example of showing, not telling. Exactly. Yeah. It was a really good showcase for the character. Yeah, uh, he got times. to slap like, Reg. Yeah, I kind of got I like... I loved the look on Reg's face. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, we didn't see as much of him the first season as I was expecting based on what I sort of remembered of the show. Like, I assume that, especially after this, we're gonna, they're going to really be ramping him up more. Mm. And yes, the, the interactions with Barkley were pretty amusing. Yeah, I also got a little hung up. So toward the end, the dilemma is, if you're real and you don't destroy the ship, the real human being you will die of this radiation thing. But if that's, a, if that's just Barkley lying and be, you know, because the, the ship is doing it wrong, if you're actually the EMH and you're in here because the holodeck is malfunctioning, it could overwrite your program and then you'd be gone. And then the dilemma then is, okay, it's a matter of sit and wait and see if the, the, you're, you're actually the EMH or destroy the ship. I say you do the first one and you wait a little while and then if that doesn't work, then you destroy the ship. It's not really a decision. Mm. You, one does not cancel out the other. You could well, do both. That he doesn't, except that he didn't have a lot of time because he was theoretically only had like half an hour or something left before. So the wait stuff. half an hour. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but, I, well, but wasn't that the thing? Was it was like, you know, wait half an hour and that's going to kill you? Weren't they saying if you were in there for like another half hour, that would have been enough to like crystallize his something or other? Yeah, I think like the issue was no matter which was true, if he waited, he was going to either die or be deleted because his um, memory circuits were getting fried somehow too. So like both the brain damage and the memory circuits frying were happening at the same rate or something. Hmm. See, I feel like because sit and wait is, is not the opposite of destroy the ship, I think it should have been something more like you could either have to destroy the ship or shoot Barkley <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Something that actually felt like you could only do one and not the other. Well, yeah, the same, or like, but but you thought that was the case because 
because there was a radiation leak in, you know, what Barkley was saying was that there was a radiation leak. So he couldn't just wait. He had to destroy the ship because that would end this, you know, the supposed simulation. But for how long? That's my question, I think. What do you mean for how long? Like, I think the alternative was that he was already in the process of dying and the radiation would kill him imminently. Oh, imminently. I didn't yeah, realize. That, that I thought okay. was the half hour. Yeah, in, like, the, in Barclay's version of events, it wasn't. It's going to fry your brain. Yeah, in Barclay's version of events, there was an active radiation leak yeah. that was in the process of killing Zimmerman. Mm. But the only way to get out of Zimmerman's holodeck, which turned out not to be real, was to shut down the simulation which would end either if Voyager reached home or if the ship got destroyed. So when you tell and Barkley to rewrite the program so Voyager reaches home. <laughs> Sorry, this, this goes back to something we were joking about earlier. And again, it's actually too early in Voyager and DS9 and all that. But what, what if Felix looks like Vic Fontaine or vice versa, rather? That works. No, that's canon now. People that, only make characters that look like themselves. That's why there was a physical Vic Fontaine in the mirror there universe. There it is. And he just calls himself Vic Fontaine sometimes. For some reason, yeah. Because he's a fetishist. Or something. Felix. Bada Felix, Well, we don't know what Felix's last name is. It could be Fontaine, and maybe his middle name is... Vic. Vic Felix Vic. V. Fontaine, yeah. And he goes and he, by Vic. <laughs> he, he wanted to be a singer. It never really took off. That's why It's his lounge singer name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. I, I have like we solved the mirror universe this possibility. I feel like we discussed this possibility when we talked about that episode. I think a little bit, but now it makes now it actually sounds real. No, I think at the time I said uh, he should have been an android mm. just to fuck with everyone. Like he's still artificial, but in a different way. Anything else about this one? Yeah, I think the only other thing is like there was a a moment when they were considering Dwight Schultz for the role of the EMH in casting. What? Which I think would be weird because he was a major role on TNG. And that would have been very strange. I don't unless like that. the conceit was that Barkley created the EMH. Yeah, I think that would have okay. to be the idea. That, yeah, that, that's, yeah, there's no way to like fake like, oh, he's just a different person, like Nick Lacarno. Especially with yeah, especially with fucking other Bob. What of the what, which 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 Robert is he? What what Picardo? What are we talking about? Tom Paris is also a Robert, isn't he? Yeah. Oh Duncan yeah, yeah. McNeil. Duncan McNeil. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, also Robert... finally read because I know we asked this in one of our first episodes. Do, uh, Doctor is Bob. Chicote is Robert. McNeil is Robbie. Oh, they so they did end up okay. They came up with a system. Yep. Yep. Okay. There we go. Too many. Too many Roberts. Good old Bob, Robin, Robbie. <laughs> Rockin' Robin. Is that it? Are we ready to move on to the next... Oh my god, if we have to. Generation Make it question quick. mark? Yeah, let's just... Uh. Okay, in Elosium, there are some space paramecium that are fucking everything up outside with some kind of weird electromagnetic something or other. Field. And Kess goes through puberty, maybe. This basically leads to a big discussion about whether or not Neelix is ready to be a father. Spoiler, no. And whether or not Kess is ready to be a mother. Spoiler, no. And uh, whether or not the ship should do submissive mating dances when attacked by weird space paramecians. Yes. The end. <laughs> yes, spoiler, yes. <laughs> this episode was TNG season one bad. Oh, it's awful. Mm. Yeah, this is pretty rough. 
This uh, was abysmal. I looked it up. I was like, there was no way a woman wrote this episode. Oh, she did. So, yeah, no, and that, that horrified me. But yep. apparently, yeah, the story was by two men. The teleplay by was by one man and one woman. So there were still more men than women involved, which explains, but I think, at least some the, of But the more uncomfortable part, so I know we've talked about Biller. I've forgotten his first name already. One of the, the, the writer who's also worked on a couple other things we've discussed before. He mostly worked on the ship versus the sperm story. And Jerry Taylor, the woman writer, worked on the Kess story, oh, which Jesus just Christ, seems Jerry. wrong because yeah. she represents this situation in every weird and unnecessary and unnatural and biologically impossible way. Yeah, no, I despised this episode. Everything about it was horrible. Yeah, uh, it was you know, like, rough. like when, whenever, you know, because I know at the end of every season we're going to do a top and bottom list. There's always some episode that at some point either really blows my socks off or really horrifies me and makes me go, well, time to start the list. Started this season's list. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, so, if, so go ahead, Chris. If this isn't on my worst of list at the end of this season, then well, I'll be fucking shocked because I can't imagine anything worse than this. Yeah, because uh, I don't hate Threshold, so we'll see. <laughs> That's this season. This season? Um, That's oh, man. this season. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so uh beyond just being a, talking about how much we disliked it, uh let's just talk about it as well. Let's um, do that. Oh, yeah. Kappa biology is gross. So, yeah, so they so they have a pond far. Yep. At the t- after they're normally when they're 4 or 5 years old, and it's the only time that they can have kids. I presume they must give birth to litters then because mm. There's no way that that species is surviving if women but, can only have one child in their life. But Kess keeps referring to it as a child. I know, it's which true. is weird. It's gut, but there's no way because no, the there'd species be no people would die left. off. Yeah, no, you're right because you'd only have one for every two. Yeah. Well, unless do all of her people die young or just the women? They've, all, uh, I believe all. I think all. Yeah, they've never. Because I was thinking the thing that like annoyed me or the the thing that I was considering at, at this was like Neelix is taking it really personally, but he also knows somewhere deep inside of himself that like eight years from now she's going to be gone. And if he wants to have babies, he'll be able to do that pretty much mm. in his own time. I never anytime. thought of that, but yeah. I mean, for that matter, if he had a child with Kess, it would be grown up. You don't in a year. Like, you well, don't have to thing, deal like, with it for very long. Well, but that's the, what well species, he wants it to look just like her. What species does it take after? Like, what happens if a species that ages one way... That's a good hers, point. The, that's a good point. Like, does it split the difference? Like, well, his species makes it to about 100, hers makes it to 9, it's yeah, 57. Yeah, I bringing it back found, to the... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah, bringing it back to the... How do their species still exist if they have one chance to have children in their lifetime. Um, Biller mentioned uh, as a, a, a really, really thin workaround. Maybe mm. the men can have kids, too. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Okay. Sure. You know what? Why not? But then that's still just thing. literally replacing. So they're never yeah, going to grow. Be or growth. Yeah. No. But, and again, too, like, they would have to all, absolutely everyone would have to... Yeah, have a kid. But that would explain why the urge for her was so, so, so strong. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, That's if also they require, hormones. <laughs> if they re- well, yeah, but I mean, like, you know, uh, in human beings, it's a little easier for us to not give in to that urge 
And I wonder if that's because, you know, we're able to have millions of children at a time if we really are. One woman and one man can have loads of kids is what I'm saying. If if her species can only has like two chances per couple to have babies and it's each time once when the woman can do it and once when the dude can do it, then their drive would have to be really fucking strong because if anyone ever doesn't do it, then they've lost a part of their population forever. Yeah, yeah. they sound like mayflies in this instance where it's like must mm. must create more offspring and that's just going to be the cycle of when then, they, then they're going to hit their pond far and they're going to create the offspring. And instead of it being a choice, and I think the whole debate of this episode is how much are they letting this be a choice versus just part of your your necessary biology? Yeah. I mean, if you look at it that way, there are some interesting themes. They handle them all poorly, e- poorly to abysmally. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. There could be some... There could have been an interesting discussion here, but it was just... It was just... I was also so mishandled. So lost in just, you know... They have to mate for six days whilst their hands are stuck together Which, with weird goo. Like, and the what? baby grows out of the back. And Which, what's what? the actual fuck? I mean, yeah. I don't think that, I mean, that's not terrible. You know, if, you know, d- different species are going to have different ways of mating. So, I'll, you know, I'll accept that. You know, I don't. Six days I, with goo hands? No. Yeah, goo. the goo hands are weird. But the foot but, massage to make your tongue puff up? Well, yeah, maybe, it's like maybe, maybe, maybe it's no, like no. okay. She can't ovulate unless their hands are together for six days. Maybe. It's well, do they like even that. ovulate? Maybe I mean, her what, body what's... is made up of bladders and not bones. We don't know. They, they, I was about to. That's funny. I was just about to say. Maybe it's like with <laughs> Kiff, where genetic yeah, but... material passes through the skin. You don't even need like maybe. traditional. You know, it's like. But it's, then... Yeah, her body that, is supported. Doesn't make any sense how like because how is she compatible with with Neelix? They both case? got skin. Well, does, yeah, that's yeah. But just, does Neelix have to like jizz on his hands first, or like yes. no, no? She just she just picks up flakes from his skin, like like oh, Kiffin. So this is like the most unsatisfying copulation imaginable from Neelix's perspective. Oh yeah, totally. And Kessis, totally. <laughs> like. Like, because his hands, both of their hands are occupied, are occupied. So there's no possibility of any kind of hanky panky. No oh, yeah, reach no, around. No thumb up the ass. You can yeah. motorboat, and that's it. <laughs> that's oh, well. pretty. That's basically uh, it. Can I also just like, in, from my perspective too, is like this this episode we got this piece of Neelix that I fucking hate, which is his like disgusting jealousy. Piece. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. jealousy and they bullshit. decide that they're gonna have a baby right after one of these episodes where he literally is like bringing flowers and apologizing, I would be like, if it were me and I was Kess, I'd be like, I'm rethinking all this shit. I definitely don't want to be tied to this man for the rest of my life and have his fucking baby. But it's her only fucking chance. Unless she asks Paris. (laughs) Or the EMH. She can adopt, not shop. It'll be fine. No, the EMH is now a dad figure, which which we've now established because he had to fill in for, for her father as the foot massager. That was weird and wrong. I'm sorry, I missed that. The father massages the feet? Oh, you missed that? Oh, God. No, 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 no. no, no. One of the parents massages the feet, but while he was massaging her feet, she mentioned that while this was happening, she should have also been doing this other thing where her dad offers advice. So it was a parent. I thought thought she said normally the father would be massaging my feet and giving me advice. One of her parents, one of her parents can do the feet. Okay, either way, would be her dad specifically would be giving dad or mom. I do not need a parent involved in 
get me all my turned on. My procreation act, regardless which one it well, is. Well, that's because that's because it's oh, a different system. I hate you know? this sh- fucking. So it seems to okay. So here's the thing. So it seems to me that the Ocampa reproduction is much more akin to like a budding than it yeah. is to you know like like having sex i think so i need to prob- think of it that so way like to you're not thinking vomit. of it like okay this is gross sex stuff and you don't want your parents involved in that obviously whereas with them it's just it's just part of the thing that they do when you when when you're when the females start to bud you know the a man needs to come up and put his Hands against oh, like Vilix, like Vilix Prans people. Remember him, exactly. the guy who butted. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was always butting, but he gave birth to lots of children. Versus, yeah. So many versus this one, which apparently is only one. And like, if you're an Okampa, you better not die before you reach, you know, pond faring age. Seriously, because then the the population is going to decrease by one permanently. Oh no! I bet Lower Decks is going to have a budding guy eventually. Unless, uh, unless it's like maybe it's usually only one, but sometimes there's more than one, and that's how the population grows. I don't know. Maybe here's the women only give birth to one; the men have litters. There yeah. it is. Yeah, they just go around with lumpy backs, and then one day a bunch of kids just pop off. Oh, uh, do you think Ocampa porn is just like pictures of of hunchback women? <laughs> I mean, I, I oh. Wow. What? You say no, that it's like pictures you... of their hands covered in pollen. Yeah, say, you say that better. like human porn isn't like that. What have you been watching? It's just like it's just like, oh man, she's got a big one on her back. Oh, she's ready. She's ready to, to do the This is every do the kind of wrong. handshake. The, the sticky, sticky handshake. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I hate it. Thanks, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to, to what Caitlin was saying though, I do kind of hate this. Like, occasionally we decide Neelix has a really nasty jealous streak thing because, like, otherwise they've actually done a pretty good job of making him an interesting character. Yeah, and this is like I don't know. It's something I don't feel like is necessary. It's weird. Well, it's unpleasant. And also, it's... it feels like a fucking projection of himself. Like, honestly, he's like. Oh, yeah, but I've seen the way he looks at you and, like, men can't be trusted and he's preying on the innocent. What the fuck are you doing, Neelix? How many decades older are you than Kess? Well, not just that. Like, now we've established, because previously you're like, oh, well, you know, even because her species only lives to nine, the fact that she's not two yet mean, you know, that doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, now we know she's prepubescent. Yeah, now we know that she's yeah, prepubescent. So it it brings it back into that creepy territory. Told, hey, Ames, I'll, I'll take that apology anytime. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize. No, I'm, I'm going to state. Here's know, my statement. I'm just, I'm just kidding, but go that ahead. That there's a difference between um, being sexually mature and being intellectually mature. Yeah, but usually sexually mature comes way before She's an alien. Mm. Yeah, everything yeah. about the Okampa is horrifying. Yeah, I mean, the decisions made by the writers are bad. The decisions yeah. made yes. by Neelix are just specific to his situation. Oh, I know, I know. The writers, however, have done everything they could to make this absolutely absurd. The one credit I do give them is they made it very, very explicit that they have not yet had sex. Mm. Because because they're like, I want I want to start mating with you now. And Neelix is like, you're no, that's new. Um, neat. Thank you. Um, They're the ace couple. You thought it was you thought it was Harry, but yeah, they can motorboat. But yeah, they haven't done this yet. (laughs) Because it would have been weird, and also because it adds to 
drama. I don't know what they're... I read some weird uh, paragraph on, on their decision to, to make that the case, and it was uncomfortable, because of course it is. Mm. Yeah. So, so normally Ocampa get this at four or five, but she's getting it. She's not even two yet. Mm-hmm. That's seems, I mean, I, I think that there, there is such a condition that can happen with, with humans as well. That's similar to that, where it's just like, you just, you enter puberty extremely young. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't, didn't they imply it was because of the space bug radiation? Yeah. Yeah. The, horm- the hormones oh, of the sperms. We're well, and doing maybe, maybe she'll and the go EMH, through it again. Exactly, the EMH. They made that. They actually made that explicit during the episode that oh, the I might have EMH. Missed, I might have zoned yeah, out the, on that. the EMH probably wise suggested that potentially, since it may have been a false start, she might go through it again someday. Yeah. Yeah, and then they're like, "Oh, good. Then we might be able to have kids when we're actually ready, instead of when it's forced upon us we in fifty to, hours." We won't have to start a reality show. 16 months and pregnant. Oh, boy. Wow. That's good, Jake. Jake did it. Jake I, I found made that it. Joke, I made that joke yesterday, and I, I wanted to work it in. So. It's you good. It's, I liked it. I love it. That's oh, what we're, we're going to call this episode. And we're a generation ship now, apparently. Yeah, which yeah. is very funny, because Chakotay and Janeway argue about whether or not the rest of the crew should bang. <laughs> mm. And meanwhile, they clearly want to bang, or at least she wants to bang him, or so- something's going on, because there was a bit in the bridge... Like after they did the fake submission, submissive spaceship trick where she's like, ooh, Chakotay, you can really do. St- I can't remember. It was, You're really it was, good at being submissive. <laughs> I don't know. There was some, there was, I don't remember what the line was. There's something that she said that was fairly suggestive. And like he like kind of like giggled a little bit. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It was like next time I need advice on. Oh, yeah. Rituals on mating or, rituals. Yeah. I'll, I'll, next, uh, you know, next time I need advice on. Mating rituals get in my fucking ready room. Just, just, I can't remember if the show tries to make them a thing, but I hope not. It's just. Mm. I mean, I, I feel know. like I've read because I I don't remember because I don't feel like they do a ton with Chakotay's character, which is sad. But I feel like people on the internet are constantly saying that there's the sexual tension just all the time. Yeah. I don't even really feel like Chakotay's character is capable of sexual tension. No, we know he uh, fucked Seska. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't believe that. Oh. <laughs> like she fucked know. him. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah with a strap on, <laughs> probably. Oh my! We get a new uh, a new character, a new uh, recurring character this week in uh, Ensign Prego. Ensign, Ensign Prego Wildman, <laughs> uh, who apparently her her husband is 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 on Deep Space Nine. We've not uh, sorry that, the Deep Space Nine. Oh my Deep god! Is is it Bashir? <laughs> oh god! I hope not. As Caitlin pointed out, she and Janeway apparently go to the same barber. Oh, yeah. They had the same hair. Which I realized, seeing it on her, since she's blonde, made me think that it might just be like one of the standard Starfleet female haircuts, because it's very similar to the haircut that um, I think Shelby had. Mm. I think of like girl on the... Uh, on Valiant Red Squad? Ha- yeah, had had a mm. had a haircut kind of like that too. So it might just be like, you know, maybe one of the approved hairstyles. That yeah, you it's can a have it's a bob that keeps your hair out of your face. That's what you want if you got long hair. Yeah. Also, Benog- I assume if there is a barber on Voyager, which we haven't, there's a Bolian. So yeah, that's right. Then uh, then Racist. yeah, they probably, sorry because there's probably not two barbers on Voyager, so they probably do have the same barber. Maybe yeah. there's a. 
an E B H. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, actually, honey, this is a fashion emergency. Well, since barbers used to be surgeons in old uh, times, there we go. Maybe oh my God. surgeons in the future are also barbers. I thought it was dentists, but we've discussed this, and I want to get we back have. to. Yeah, I want to get back to Wildman. I don't. Yes, know. Wildman. Yeah, so uh, Samantha Wildman, this ensign in what xenobiology, which is cute. Because we, we 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 meet new animals. Because Janeway loves animals, mm. uh, and we meet her, and she learns she must be because you know last week we learned they've been out in the Delta Quadrant for six months. Yep, and she learns she's got to be at least six months pregnant. And I know in the future they're going to correct this and say it's because her husband is a Katarian, and that's how Katarians do. Okay. Yeah, because she do? doesn't actually have the baby until much later this season, if I recall. I think it's this season. Yeah. So it's, it won't be for a while that, that she'll actually have a kid. It's pretty hmm. bad that we're like three episodes into the second season and they already need to introduce babies. Yeah, I read that um, Jerry Taylor, because, you know, this was originally going to be in season one. This is one of those holdovers from season one after when they cut the season very short. Oh, right. And Jerry Taylor thought it would have been a good way to end the season. Learning one of the crew people is pregnant. And I'm like, wow. But it's not somebody Weird. we know or care about yet, so. It's like we've jumped the shark already. Mm. Wait till yep. they introduce the, the Borg babies. <gasps> With their little hats. <clears throat> oh, boy. Uh. Yeah, but let's talk a little bit about the, the, the space critters outside the ship, because that was where the story pitch writers, including Jimmy Diggs, who is a, a Navy person. What do you call people in the Navy? Seaman? Seaman. So officer, yeah, a, a naval officer. Seaman is perfect because um, he <laughs> pitched this story based on an anecdote when he was uh, spending time on a ship at night and they were, you know, cleaning the ship at night and they threw put on these spotlights because it was dark and tons and tons of sea life just started following the ship. And he mm. says it was like such an eerie and interesting experience. Mm. And that's where the inspiration for that part of the episode came from. And he sold this episode on this gag inducing line. Captain, I believe that we've lost our sex appeal, which Tuvok says and which Ames detests. <laughs> I felt so bad for Tim Russ in that moment. <laughs> Not me. He's got four kids. He bangs. No, no, That's I mean, true. but the, the, the actor, actor. He had, he had to, to deliver, deliver that, that fucking How much, line. Yeah, but he did it beautifully. He did. He's a he does everything beautifully. Um, but, god damn. So, so with that whole plot, though, part of me throughout this episode was imagining that, you know that meme where it's like, there's one person like, hey, can I copy your homework? And the other person's like, yeah, but don't make it too obvious. And then... It's that meme, but the last frame of the, of it is Galaxy's Child, mm. the one where where the space alien yep. monster. Oh, where we where we soured mommy's milk or whatever, we soured right? The milk. Yep. With Leah Brahms. Yep. Jordy. Yep. Yeah, and that episode also has a lot of weird, weird, weird sex stuff with Leia. Yep. Yeah, it's just, like when I first I was like, oh, it's like space krill, and no, it wasn't krill. I don't know what it was. I, I said they looked like sperm. That's what I said from, right yeah, off the bat. From I a said, distance, they were sperm. Closer up, they were CG things. But any of the times, there was a just a big shot of a whole lot of them at a distance. Sperms. Well, well so, like actually, okay. like actually, like microscopic spermies. Yep. 
I knew so it. Was was I was Caitlin imagine, knows her sperm. And maybe they said this, but Gross. so the idea was that the little ones were the males and the big ones were the females and the females the big female one thought that that Voyager the Voyager was uh, a um another a rival. Big female a, a, a rival big female. Yeah. I feel like so that, the, the writers think the big ones are males, but I feel like it's more realistic if they're females. Like, like an angler fish. Yeah. Or, yeah, a, or yeah. a bee or something. Or where... literally anything, really. And Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I zoned out so much that I... But a lot of the finer points... Such a they were, one. I think, suggesting that the big one was a dude, but I think that's wrong. But yeah, you're right, Ames, because, yeah, in nature, like you said, the anglerfish is a good yeah, there's, example. There's no way a giant one could impregnate a bunch of little ones. Or... Unless it's just a ma matter of, like, spewing sperm everywhere. I don't know well, how maybe. these things work. We don't, we don't say, know how they mate. Even but. if you're taking it from that sperm shot at the beginning, like, that's how it is. It's billions of sperm, sperm trying to break shot. into... We call that the money shot. Oh, sorry, the bukake <laughs> at the beginning. Oh. Uh, but what I'm saying is, though, is, is like you've got a bajillion little tiny sperms trying to get through this one egg. And that's like they they were almost there. But then they were like, nope, that's the male. And it's like, wait. Oh, <laughs> they did it wrong. You don't know how sperms may work. What the fuck's wrong with you? Why are all the little ones trying to mount Voyager? Hmm. <laughs> mount Voyager. That sounds like a nice place. But the view is great. <laughs> Voyager smells like sex stuff. It smells like coffee, and that's what those things are attracted to. I don't mm -hmm. know. Oh, it would definitely work on Janeway. All right, I'm sick of talking about this episode. Ames, what's <sighs> our activity? Oh, cool. You're, you're good for the activity, Chris, or do you need a break? No, I'm good. Fuck it. Great. Right. We're plowing forward, because this week, <laughs> this week we've got a hell of uh, an activity planned. Oh, fuck. i got to share my screen with the jerks. Hang on. With Hitting all of the buttons. This just seems rude, Ames. Ooh, look at this illustration. Yeah, so what I have here and what you're going to see on our Tumblr, I hope you're all following along with the Tumblr as we do this, because it makes more sense. So um, but more. also, it's super fun, and what I've done this week is collect all the different duty uniforms. And I'm going to throw duty. a big, duty. A, a, a big uh, disclaimer on the top of this, because there's too many fucking uniforms in this goddamn show that I'm trying to keep it contained to just the duty uniforms, not the fucking, like, let's go on an away mission uniform. Uh, we're going to talk about dress and admiral uniforms another week. We're not going to talk about medical scrubs and evac suits and all this what about, shit. What about Shatner's fat day tunic? No, because no one else gets <laughs> not uniform if no one else gets to wear it. <laughs> So we're going to start here. Um, we're looking at the uniforms that we see in the two pilots in the cage and in Where No Man Has Gone Before. It's literally a sweatery thing and some pants. And it's only brown and blue. The girls are wearing cowl necks. I do love yes. the cowl necks. I'd love me a good nice. cowl neck. I like cowl necks a lot, too, actually. Yeah, but the men it's... look like they've literally just picked any sweater out of their drawer. It also kind of looks like like in that in that picture of... Uh... Kirk and Scotty, it kind of looks like they're wearing the shirts backwards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. It does. Like the, the cut doesn't look quite right around the neck. What's interesting, mm. though, with the with Kirk shirt, you can see it is more green. Yeah. Which, like, was something that was lost when they went over to TOS and the color correction made them look yellow, yeah. which is why it became command yellow. Gold. Gold. Either way. Yeah, and I'll I point like out... Gold. 
Yeah, I'll point out on these uniforms because we're going to see it in TOS as well, but I'll, I'll bring it up now, is I think, so the way that we, we know each other's ranks in TOS and in these two episodes, obviously, is the gold bands on the sleeve and how many bands you've got and whether they're yeah. ziggy zags or whether they're dashed or whether they're whatever the fuck. Yeah. I always thought that looked janky as fuck because shiny gold ribbon around really obviously cotton sleeve clashes like whoa. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I assume that they the sleeve thing comes from naval uniforms. Yeah, but naval people yeah. don't just wear a sweater. Yeah. Well, that's they the other thing. Have like epaulets with the stripes on them as well. Yeah, I, I think the sleeves on the collar. I love epaulets. They should have kept the epaulets. The, the sleeve thing epaulets. is the sleeve thing is just when they're in like full dress, and so they're wearing like a suit jacket. When they're in more casual stuff, yeah, it's just it's either on the collar or on the shoulders. Yeah, something else to know, and you'll see this in in the rest of TOS as well. Is they do these kind of short pants that flare out a little bit, like mm. mid shin. Yeah. Which it's it's so it's so TOS. Like I don't think I see these kinds of pants anywhere else. So I give them a little credit that they're very distinct. Yeah. I have no idea how fashionable it is, because I know like the actors thought it was kind of silly. Mm. But I like it. They're like boot cut capris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the boots are pretty sick too. Yeah, yeah I the like boots the are boots. great. I yeah, secretly I actually secretly love the flary pants and the boots. Dude, me too. I guess it's not a secret anymore. I've just told you. Yeah, yeah. But in in the cage, in where no man before has come before has gone before. Christ, uh, <laughs> Jesus. Um, I don't, I also do hate the color palette because it's so mm. weird. It's a bit drab. Yeah. The interesting thing I'm noticing. So I can't remember the character's name. Uh, Colt. The, the the Colt is that her name? The the redhead. This chick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm noticing that her uniform. It, it looks like it's it's three panels there on the front. No, it's just yeah. darted. Yeah, it's got. Oh, darted. it's just darted. Oh, okay. it's darted for to tall tall tits. Okay, She's, all right. That, that put works. the tits here. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna move forward. Um, and what I've done for most of these slides that you'll see is I grabbed the characters out of Star Trek timelines, which I'm still playing and is still fun. I've collected oh, playing for like tons years. of people. I know. I love that. But I'm picking them out of uh, timelines specifically because it's way easier to get a full-length shot. Yep. What's interesting they, is, like, the variety of uh, women's uniforms, which was not obvious to me until this. What's the variety? Well, you've got, like, Nurse Chapels, which has the, like, weird side darting. There's Pulaski's, which has a big scoop neck. And then Uhura's, which has a less... Scooby oh, that's neck. not Pulaski, but yes, I understand. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Diana yeah, Muldar. Diana Muldar's character. Thank you. I couldn't think of her real name. I can't remember that character's name either. Because that's not the one that was friends with uh, the Medusa. That was a different yeah, character. Yeah, um, I'm not going to remember it off the top of my head. But yeah. And also, I, Uhura's appears to be the shortest. Yeah, that's the thing that I can't stand about the TOS uniforms is just how short the skirts are. I don't that, know how yeah. we're not, how we never saw Cheek. We saw diaper we butts, saw that's diaper. why. Yeah, mm. yeah there, there was basically like a full leotard under the skirt, it seemed. They basically took the Sailor Moon approach. Oh, uh, okay. Well, Sailor Moon came much later, but yes. <laughs> so Sailor Moon took the Star Trek approach. Yes. Correct. I like, this bo I like that Bones appears to have a mint julep. Yep, I did that a little yep. on purpose. Nice. Oh, did you? <laughs> and that appears there were a lot of Bones on. to choose from. <laughs> 
That's Chekhov dancing during the uh, Harry Mudd episode, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, better palette, you know, the gold, the bright red. I remember hearing once that part of the reason they added the red railing and some extra color to the bridge after the initial pilots was because, like, the studio was like, hey, color TV's becoming a thing. Get brighten things up a little. <laughs> I don't know if that rule also applied to the uniforms, but... I bet I it does. Yeah, yeah, probably. Maybe made things a little more vibrant. because yeah, It's the one also easier to tell the difference between the gold and that tan, because the tan yeah. just blended in with nothing. Yeah. Look how happy Scotty looks. <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, I do think the, the sweaters are still just sweaters like yeah. that's the thing well i'm gonna look at a lot of these these uh slides and just how would you call these uniforms or are they just clothes that everyone decided to wear <laughs> well, hey, I mean, hey, a uniform more than just... go ahead jake i was gonna say these are more than just sweater because these ones have you know the black collar yeah i like sleeve, the black collar the sleeve, the sleeve stripes they all seem to be wearing them the right way around <laughs> yeah. yep <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a uniform, I feel like the, the idea of a uniform is it's really loose, right? As long as everyone is sort of wearing the same thing, it's a uniform. Mm, I don't know. I also feel like they're not as practical. And I'm going to I'm gonna give a lot of the uniforms that we're going to look at guff because the for some reason, the show did not believe in pockets mm. and fuck them. Probably has to do with just lines and stuff. Yeah, it's with true. what? A pocket oh, does. that kind of lines. Yeah, pocket... not, not dialogue. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Like, pockets yeah. fuck everything up. I mean, what do you, you need have a pocket a... for, though? There's no money. They're uh, constantly carrying shit. Yeah, but they, you know, they get, you know, they, you can put your, uh, you got a holster for your gun. You got a shoulder strap for your, um, tricorder. 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 Yeah, yeah but you if you're on a really? away mission. But what if you want some mints? Yeah, if you're on, you if you're on a mission somewhere and you're here, they're collecting stuff and then you just have to, like, carry it around. Makes no sense to me. Yeah. I'm gonna move well, on. Maybe... Well, you always have nature's pocket. No. Your asshole? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> oh, Chris's oh. favorites. We're gonna talk about the motion picture uniforms. Is that Chekhov? Yeah. That is Chekhov. He looks Chekhov. dapper in that thing. He looks good. Yeah, you've actually managed to mostly find pictures of the not horrible jumpsuit ones. Which one? This one? The Rand one? Yeah, like, that. that's the one that's the worst. And that's yeah, the one they you don't, see They don't have a ton of these in. on timelines. Yeah, because they're fucking terrible. They're oh, awful. Man. Ohura well, looks like a fucking queen. Movie, Look at her sweet-ass hair. Woo! Yes, girl. Yeah, we're back to, like, the, the cage-style blue or drab gray. I mean, tan. Except for medical staff who get white. Like, uh, oh, yeah, no, these, I, oh my god, they're so bad. They look like they're made of, like, pajama material. These are the most pajama-looking of any Star Trek costume. Yeah, I like them better when they have, because we kind of see Chekhov with an actual belt instead yeah. of just the, the little doodad Weird. on the belly that was supposed to be like a medical scanner or something. But I think without belt just looks incredibly silly. Well, and also just the fact that like the shirt and the trousers are the same exact color. It's Yeah, like, that's why Uhura looks damn glam. Yeah, because her shirt and trousers aren't the fucking same. And Chapel in the photo you've got there. Well, that and her fucking sweet hair. Look how fucking sweet that hair is. Yeah. I love it. I think Chekhov looks great, actually. I, I would, I, if I had to wear one of these, I would probably go with Chekhov's. Now, the yeah. only good uniform in this whole thing, and we'll be getting to these later, is the Admiral's uniform. Yeah, that one's not as terrible. The shape no. is still the same as these, though. And they all have different weird necklines. There's so many variety. Yeah. There's so much variety in the necklines. 
which strikes me as odd. Like, why are there... There's five or six different necklines. Yeah, what's really weird is that... Yeah, so these are the farthest thing from uniform that you could get, right? Oh, yeah. Because there's so many variations. So, like, you know, like, Ilya and, and Chekhov are wearing almost the same outfit, except she doesn't have a belt, and he does. Well, and his yeah. thing hangs down longer, if you know what I mean. Hey. <laughs> He's got to hide the goods. Meanwhile, Decker's just showing you the goods. The oh, God. <laughs> got a target on that thing. Well, yeah, I think it's hoping, the... He was hoping that the Star Trek film would capture the minds of the youths, you understand. Oh, no. I remember too. Look, I'm sorry. He's a pedophile, okay? I can't help it. He just is. One of the first things we shared on the Facebook years ago was an article about... What's really depressing is how much money they had for costuming in this film. Oh, yeah. these are the uniforms they came up with. <laughs> well, they put some actual money into, like, the background people in crowd scenes that you see for a split second at a distance and how yep. they have great costumes they that do. you don't really get to see. Meanwhile, we see so much of these fucking things. I couldn't tell you what color goes with each, with each division because they, they all just look like mud. Yep. Well, it's more based on the badge, apparently, than the actual... Oh, that's it's true, because we, we so... talked about the badges last week. Yeah, these these are just the biggest... Oh, did I biggest... miss badge discussions? Is that what I missed? You did. Oh, yes. Oh, I'm sorry, Ames. It's okay. Yeah, we had it, Liz. It's, it's oh, the worst good. sartorial misfire in the whole franchise, which is saying something. Uh, let's flip that coin to the other side, though, and move on Quickly. to the rest of the TOS movies, Much where better. they go where they go super military. I like it. I the like the are still peplum. the same. I like yeah. the peplum look of the. Peplum? Uh, I feel like uh, the one in the middle. The and uh, who who the fuck is that in the middle? Valeris. Oh, is that who that is? I feel like hers looks kind of peplumy. What does I don't know what peplum means. A peplum is like a it's a woman's top style. It's usually kind of flared out a little bit at the bottom. Like it comes in at the middle and then flares out a little at the sides. And I think in this case, it's actually just a product of the belts. But I think it's a problem. Like, yeah, I think it's well, the belt it still that does makes it. me think of peplum, and I like it. Yeah, because we're going to see because they reuse the these uniforms a little bit when we have some flashbacks in TNG, and yeah. when they're not wearing the belt, they just look wrong. And um, they don't have the turtleneck underneath. Yeah, yeah. I'd say the biggest complaint I have about these uniforms is. Even when you know the turtlenecks are different colors and that's what their division is is indicating, I cannot tell tell what color is which because they're all very kind of muted colors. It's like a it's like a very light green or a very light yellow or a grayish. I don't even know. I couldn't tell you looking at a crowd of people what color their turtlenecks are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's Cameron, isn't it? Yeah. I forgot Cameron was in that. Captain Harriman, yeah. Well, he looks great. Yeah, I, I, like I these, do think I like these uniforms. Yeah, I love that they gave the women pants. Yep. Because yeah. yes. Yeah, um, pants. Hora is finally not afraid that she's going to sneeze and slip a whole ass cheek out. I like I like the you know all of the examples you have here. Only the Uhura one has the the vent open, but I, I like I always like that. Uh, oh yeah, the feature the action vent. I actually like that they have two different lengths of pants and that the women are actually like in this in this case, it looks like Uhura is the only one who is wearing properly long pants. Everybody else is hmm. wearing these pirate pajamas. D- Demora's are kinda long too. Yeah, but hers almost just look like they don't fit because they're neither short enough or long enough. Mm. They just kinda look like she's too tall for the pants they gave her. <laughs> 
Yeah, I also don't know how the timelines folk do the do the illustrating because sometimes they need to get a full length shot based on a por a, a torso upshot. Yeah, and I think like we only ever saw Kelsey Grammer, I think, from the waist up. So really, he could have been wearing jeans that day for all anyone knew. <laughs> He was. We just had, okay. we just had to. Uh, this is the artist's rendering of that manly physique. Yeah. So who, <laughs> who is between Valeris and Tuvok here? Chapel. Looks, That's Chapel. But I well, I, it look, it's Majel. But was Chap? Do we ever see Chapel in this outfit? Yeah, during uh, Star Trek Four, she's on Earth as part of the Crisis Response Team. Oh, that's right. Okay, <laughs> I love that you know that just immediately. <laughs> there wasn't okay. even a pause to think. He was like, "Yeah, we fucking do right here, right now." It's amazing. <laughs> yes. I'm good, so good, impressed. Good recall on that. You okay. guys are such nerds. I'll, I love I'll it. I'll buy it. Yeah, I know these are Chris's favorite. They may, because I know next week we're going to finish our uniform discussion. For all I know, they'll make it to the very end as Chris's favorite. I'm not a fan of the material they use. It kind of looks like my grandmother's couch when you, get, when you get some close-ups. I think, like, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like I once heard that because the budget for two was slashed kind of dramatically, it was like leftover shit from one. <laughs> And, like, part of the reason they went with burgundy was because it was the one color they could get it all the cloth to dye the same or something. Oh, Don't wow. know if that's true. I do that love the color. That huge urban that legend. that and because they raided your grandmother's couch. That's what happened yeah. to that couch. <laughs> yep. No, I do love the color. The color is phenomenal. I just, I have seen somewhere when I was looking through uniform stuff, the same uniforms, but instead of everyone in burgundy and the collar being different, it was the 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 jackets in the different uniform in the different department colors. I saw that Ooh. once too. Yeah, someone photoshopped it. Uh, it looked it looked pretty good. Sounds yeah. great. I'd have to I'd have to see it to like believe it kind of a thing because I don't know how much I would like it if I actually saw it, but that'd be yeah. interesting. Yeah. Moving on. Oh, uh, uh, we're going to move on to the first uniforms we see in the next generation from uh seasons 1 and 2. The second worst Who's uniforms that, Lee Pace? ever. Who the fuck is that? Where? What the fuck are you there? talking about? Oh, that's, um... Yeah, no, that's... The, the Measure of a Man Yeah, or Maddox, thank you. Yep, Maddox. yep, Measure of a Man. God, I hate these is so much. Is that Data? No, that's when uh, Q was posing as Data. Okay, I was gonna say, I was like, that doesn't look like Data. It looks like Q, so I'm glad <laughs> that you... Thank oh, you. yeah. I tried to, like, pick a number of people to, to see the whole color, uh, color scheme, and also to see... Both men and women in the uniforms. And our man in the scant. And scant. Extra points for scant. scant. I will say that I, poor guy. I like <laughs> I like Pulaski's outfit. I'm nothing against the scant. The jumpsuits were trash. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really bad. They looked they they looked like like they were going to yoga class or something. Yeah, they're fucking abysmal. <laughs> they're going to yoga class where they were going to talk about boys and whether or not their bosoms felt uh, firm. Yeah, I kind of like, like the cut of the pant leg at the very bottom, though. Yeah. How it goes yeah. around the boot. Wait, Don't they does... retain that in the next version, or? I can't uh, we'll find out in a minute. Does she the actually have? Do they actually have like section specific piping around? No, the that's slits? just a, an effect. Oh, because it looks great, doesn't it? That I actually would be really cool, like that. No, if just... they really had that, if like if Yar really had that yellow, if. Picard really had that red. No, that would, but no, that it's just sick. In reality, it was just black. It's oh, just the, it's too the bad, artist. Because I love mm. it. I really like rendering. it. Yeah, oh, what yeah. I don't have here, and what you you can see on like Deanna in the pilot, is the skirt version, which mm. is very little. 
Yeah. It's very short skirt. With and the also idea is, not pictured her horrible purple jumpsuit. The idea of the scant is certainly a good idea. Is it? Like, what? what is the idea of the scant? Just that people Free can wear and... what they want in the future. But who would want to wear that is the that question. That guy. A guy uh, with would. confidence in his thighs. I guess so. He's got good thighs, dude. If I had those thighs, I'd rock that fucker. You know, yeah, and it, honestly, because the uniforms are all one piece, and I know, like, in, in on set, it made it made everyone like scrunch up because the uniforms are constantly trying to get them to curl into a ball. Well, yeah, yeah. isn't yeah. that the origin of the uh, of the Picard maneuver too? Is that whenever <laughs> whenever he'd sit down, it would be all bunched up, so he'd he'd have to pull down on it. Yeah, I don't know, yeah just I saying, guys. This is the only person whose balls are comfortable right now is Scant Man. Everybody else yeah. is not happy. So maybe it's not a com- maybe it's just the the co- combination of the of the black boots. And then the bare legs, and then oh, that is a little silly. It's yeah, yeah. Maybe they should let him wear like loafers or something. Sandals. <laughs> uh, after that, they decide Vast to get to let people's balls breathe uh, when they go to season three, and they introduce <laughs> the normal looking two piece uniforms <laughs> in in all the Freaks colors we with like. This goddamn trombone. The the colors. <laughs> Oh, is Data's little uh, is Data's little uh, poker visor actually Starfleet issued? Let's go with yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, and plus the addition of the collars also just makes it look more professional. Yeah, the collar is nice. It does look like they have the little cut for the shoes still. Yep. Still not. Yeah, and piped. I like that. Sons of bitches. Uh, yeah, no, vast improvement over the season one and two ones. I still think the like the the little like. Delta style arrowhead whatever on the shirt is kind of overrigging the pudding, but I get it. They oh, couldn't I just see. have it end as like the, a straight line because that'd be kind of weird. Maybe. The black color blocking thing. Yeah. Oh, I don't Gal hate it. In the middle is the uh, the real NASA astronaut that was in the show, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's fucking cool. I want to say like Mae Jemison. That sounds right. That's I'm gonna say I have no idea what her name is, so I take your word for it. But either Nine way, fucking badass. Part Romulan kid from the Drumhead. Mm-hmm. Tarsus. Yep. Is that he's he's the only male uh, in timelines wearing the blue? Oh. And who's that? Is that who is that? Jordy's mom. Jordy's oh, okay, mom, yeah. that's what I thought, but I wasn't 100. percent But yeah, everyone uh, everyone looks that we good meet though. Jordy's mom. Yeah, yeah. It's a good. I mean, it, it the 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 fit is good. I like that it's a shirt and not a jumpsuit. Yeah, I misremembered them as jumpsuits when I wrote my initial piece on them. Um, Really, because especially, I mean, because back in the day, you know, it looked like it. It is more obvious with the remasters and stuff. that Oh, no, it's a a jacket and slacks. Tucked in. Yeah. They look great. Yeah, I like it. We see a variant, a very subtle variant in um, Yenter, yester, Yenterday's Enterprise. Wow. <laughs> Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah. Yeah, um, Yenterday's Enterprise. That's where <laughs> Matchmaker shows up. Matchmaker, matchmaker. Yikes. Uh, yeah, in the kind of pseudo universe thing that's created in our alt thing yeah. in which we see, oh God, what are they called? Not, not Mandalorian collars. Mandarin. Mandarin. Mandarin collars, um, which I think are really striking. And yeah. the other difference that you see is now they have little black sle- black ends of their sleeves, which they didn't which have before. Which actually look quite nice. I do like yeah. that, yeah. And, and, and belts. Cool, I'm the, always the belts. Yeah. yeah, I'm always into a belt. Same. 
Love a belt. Very like, we've not gone full Mirror Universe, but we've gone a bit dark, so let's add Mirror Universe-esque elements. Yeah. That was a good way to do it. I liked it. Yeah. Oh, you know, the Klingons could show up at any time. You need a, a, a gun on your on your belt. Hmm. You'd think bag. people would be wearing pockets, though. <laughs> nah. Sweet nope. belts. Moving forward, yeah, we. I also have just a couple of instances we see in TNG of those flashbacks where you see the old uniform. And it's like, um, you've ruined it by getting rid of the belt and the turtleneck. Like, yeah. that... That's Without what the belt, kinda, it looks very wrong. It just looks like they forgot to finish getting dressed. It looks yeah, like a smock. The, I also don't think, I think it look, doesn't look as good without the without the turtleneck either. Yeah, I think. that's what I mean. You need both. Yeah. You need both or it just looks wrong. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Let's see, we switch things up. When do we first see the uniforms that we see in Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Generations? Uh, um... It, does it does it start it in DS Nine? It shows up in DS Nine, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, because yeah. that would have been before Generation. Got it. Yeah. Got what it. is with Data's face in this picture? That's when he's doing <laughs> Mr. When he's Tricorder. Doing Mr. Tricorder. Yeah. I don't remember. I like that Bashir is prisoner of the Dominion. Bashir. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. <laughs> that's best Bashir. <laughs> um, yeah, so we see that we're, we're seeing these ones obviously a lot right now because we're in the middle of watching Voyager. Mm-hmm. The kind of like really thin cotton turtlenecks underneath start to stand out to me more and more because I can never tell what color they are. Yeah, they're either gray or lavender like a, gray. Like a or bluey you know, gray. Yeah, like a slate. Kind of lavender blue. It, yeah. It, uh, it, every time nice I notice color. it, it distracts me. Yeah. Yeah, but I like the color on top. The color on top is pretty good. The color on top is good. Yeah. I think, yeah, it, it it takes away the weird thing that Chris was mentioning about the cut into the um yeah. into the color patch. I like how you get the Balana jacket <laughs> version here. Which oh yeah. I'm pretty, I like which that I'm pretty version. sure was a was a was a thing to hide uh Roxanne's, Roxanne Dawson's pregnancy. pregnancy, yeah. And it doesn't do a great job in some episodes, no, from what I recall. No, but But no, like I I does do we ever see like the open jacket on anybody? Because no, I feel like I think it's a having an open it, thing. It's also a different top. It's not just like the same top. Oh, unzipped. okay. It's it's an actual jacket. Yeah, I think it's actually maybe even a little longer. We'll well, I'm always pro there. jackets because I feel like yeah, jackets. Look you good. want they options? Yeah. They don't have enough jackets in Star Trek. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Like I know we're not doing them, but like they had that sweet away team jacket in Star Trek too. Which is never seen oh, ever yeah. again. The big puffy in, coat. Yeah. With yeah. a million pockets, by the fucking way. So many! Such pocket! <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so here's just, our, our... Also, yeah. we, this is some of, our, some of your favorite com badge that we see in these uniforms. Yeah. We, we talked about them last week. Yeah. It's a so, good look. I like it. Yeah. In every, in every series of Star Trek... So in TNG, Voyager... And eventually in, in Enterprise, they have a female character that they dress in spandex. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's purely for sex appeal. And then there's always an instance when, like, a couple of episodes, and I think in Voyager, maybe only one episode where they dress Seven of Nine in an actual uniform. And she looks fucking and great. And they always look fucking great. Yep. yep. It's you like know, when they switch Troy over to the actual uniform. You're like, she fucking, fucking yes. Great. Yeah. You know, there's, like, one episode where, where T'Pol has to wear a uniform, and she looks fucking great. Yeah, and yeah. then and then we let Kira wear a uniform at the end of DS9. And she looks fucking great, but she looks great in her normal uniform well, yeah. too. But but yeah. the point is, goddamn it, Star Trek. Stop 
dressing. No, let's let your goddamn it in Rick, spandex. Yeah, goddamn Rick, it, Rick Berman. You know, just dress them like the rest of the crew. Yeah, and they'll still look great, and they'll still be sexy, and they don't. You don't need spandex to make a woman sexy. No. In fact, I mean, you know, I leave 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 something to the imagination. Ugh. All right. Later in Deep Space Nine, and I think what did we what did we learn that this we first see these uniforms in first contact? Yeah, I think you said yeah. they they waited for them to premiere in the movie before switching them over into DS Nine, which is yeah. why they change uniforms like mid season. Right. Yes, that's right. Because yeah, they switch over in the middle of the season, and someone had to like make a reference to it and. The jackets that we see, the, these are the jackets with the kind of lilac on top, and they're yeah. and then the colors are the the undershirt underneath. The material looks like a quilted blanket. Mm. I'm I'm not a big fan of the material. They seem way bulkier too. When I was a kid, I was really into these, but over the years, I've I've like yeah, no, I want really colored. Yeah, they do look kind of hot. Yeah. And that's not just because we were looking at Jadzia. Hachacha. Although she does look great. I do also think like the fact that the the department colors that we see are the little turtleneck mm-hmm. and also the little stripe on the sleeve yeah. that you see, which I never noticed until I was looking into it for, for our discussion today, which means that the jackets all have to coordinate now because they made like one subtle different on the difference on the jackets. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But otherwise, if you're like calling somebody and they're like you're seeing them from behind and like say Jadzia's got her hair down, you would not be able to see what department she is because you can't see the color of that turtleneck. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely have come around. Like, just more the more color, the better on a uniform. Yeah, I mean, same time though, you really need the division colors. You know, eh, hmm. doesn't really ever matter. No, it's but just just. just Visually, it's more appealing. Yeah, but it's not like, but like in universe, it's not like somebody's, you know, excuse me, ma'am, could I have you help me with this engineering task? <clears throat> Do you see the color of this collar? I'm <laughs> science. Get the fuck out of here, asshole. <laughs> well, never mind the fact that yellow covers like 18 fucking departments. Right. Yeah. Oh, look at O'Brien playing darts. Darts. Oh, gross. Darts. Look at Ezri Dax existing. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. Wow. I really Hostility. hate Ezri. I just yeah. really don't like Ezri. She didn't She didn't bring anything to the I mean, show that I was interested in. She's about to shoot in. somebody through a wall, but... She know. is, yeah. Yeah, well, when did does. we ever see her being that assertive and cool in the show? Literally never. I mean, she literally did that with that gun in the show so. when oh yeah but that episode was so dumb <laughs> yeah it was a terrible episode <laughs> that episode was fucking stupid yeah poor Ezri. they they really no, rushed the job to the thing and it's they not did. her fault i mean no. she could have been fine no, but and the actress is but she should have just been just, somebody else she should just made her anyone else they anyway it, we're here to talk she, about uniforms and yeah, honestly uh, Ezri well, looks Dax cute, looks in her cute as shit yeah i was just gonna say she looks hot i mean i hate her but she looks hot <laughs> And Kira um, always looks hot. All right, so I'm not going to spoil, but I did want to show the couple of alternate uniforms Whoa. we see in Voyager. This is an episode called Living Witness. I'll not spoil it for Caitlin, but let's just say Voyager gets a little evil. Mm. And is it, do we have a mirror, epi- mirror, mirror episode in Voyager? I'm not going to spoil it. No, no spoilers. <laughs> it's not really but, a spoiler. It's a yes or no question. Well, no. So, no, we don't. But Oh, so, weird. Okay, so it is have... a spoiler then, I guess. Kind of. 
So they have gloves and they replace the undershirt turtlenecks with black turtlenecks. Holy shit, is yeah. that supposed to be Chicote? Yep. Yeah. Yep. He's got way more tats. He looks creepy. The fucking EMH looks creepy. Yeah, I can't this wait. Is, uh, oh my this is God. a fun episode. This when is, is I, I can't wait for How this How long one? do I have to That's wait? A, Actually, this should, be, this should be... Uh, spoilers, but this should be uh, EMA. Mm. Ooh. Emergency medical asshole? Ass, ass kicker. <laughs> I will say, though, it, it does kind of make you wish that the real shirts had maybe been black. Well, I think it just... They look, they look like badasses. With the black undershirts. It also just, yeah. like, it's, the lavender is kind of weird the more you look at it. Where's like, the lavender? In the it's actual uniforms. uniforms. Oh, oh. The undershirts. It does look a little strange without the com badge. Breaking it up a little. But that's well, you'll, you'll see, there. you'll see why that is in the episode. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember the specifics. It's been a long time. Yeah, we're going to have fun. Everybody yeah. gonna, We're going to see gonna these uniforms. It. It'll be a good day. Yeah. But I'll not spoil anything else, so we'll just be teased, and we'll see this soon. Uh, the other alternate uniform that I wanted to show that we see briefly in Voyager is from one of my favorite episodes, Relativity, which also featured one of our least favorite com badges. Mm. And I don't like these uniforms either. Colors are way too muted. They're the very muted. The quilted shoulders make me think of Romulans. I feel Starfleet. like they look like they must be, like, Section 30-whatever. Kind of. Again, no uh, spoilers, but... That's this, just a, incidentally, to me, that's, is also the episode is, where uh, Seven of Nine all. gets to wear a real uniform. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's a good day. Good day for everybody. I actually really like the quilted shoulder. Eh, this is a very intentional. Them. It's an intentional quilted shoulder, so I can kind of kind of understand it. Mm. But yeah, the, the 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 color sh the, the shape of where the colored area is is a little strange. It yeah. seems like they did a little bit of over designing. Definitely. This kind of weird. Like, bar right across the, the chest strikes me as odd. Yeah. And again, yeah. I know we don't care for these com badges, because they look, they have a, such a, an odd shape. Yeah, they actually kind of, I mean, maybe I'm misremembering them, but I just feel like they remind me of the badges from the TNG porn parody. <laughs> <laughs> to rewatch that. I didn't think of that last week, but I did just now. <laughs> Uh, cool. Well, we're going to come on into this episode. I think it's season five or six, so it's going to be a little while. Oh, uh, okay. But, again, be teased. I am. I feel very teased. These we've seen. Yeah, these are episodes that we see, like, the, a kind of oh. alternate uh, future in All Good Things, in The Visitor, and then uh, the Voyager episode, Endgame, which we haven't hit yet, obviously. But we see kind of this almost, it looks almost like a wraparound shirt. Yeah. Looks like that trash that they made Patrick wear. <laughs> Everybody's got bitch tits. But with actual pants. Yeah, it's I mean, weird. It's, it's sort of like, it's got similarities with the... With the relativity? No, with the, um, I just showed it. It was Living Witness. Nope. Oh, I guess it was relativity. Yeah, no, I, but I was actually going to say it's got some oh, it's similarities. Oh, the bar across the tits. With the, oh, yeah, it's got the bar, but it's also got like that... I don't know what it's called, like the double-breasted thing going on. Um, oh, like in Twalk? Yeah, kind of. Like that, that kind of that kind of off the to the flap, side, the flappy bit, the off the off-center uh, thing going. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, it's it's a lot more color, which I appreciate. Yeah, the color's good. The pips are no longer on the collar. The pips are kind of over your right tit. Mm-hmm. 
above this yeah. bar. Which is it's nice and visible in a visible yeah. spot. That's true. Yeah. You don't have to search. You don't have to like grope someone to find their their rank. Uh, it's my good. my favorite com badge. Mm-hmm. Good com badge. Oh, it is a nice com badge. Yeah. 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 And it seems less more less of a, like a like a Starfleet duty uniform, and it seems more casual somehow to me. Yeah. It seems like yeah, a very like. It looks like a like a light flouncy fabric, even though I can't tell by these images, obviously. But it just looks comfy. Mm. I feel like in, in ways the other ones them, don't. I feel like when we see them in the shows, I feel like they look a little. They do look a little more like comfy. No, I was gonna say a little more like um, informal. Formal. I was gonna say. Oh, informal. Like I feel like the the material does look a little stiffer than the. Okay. to make it look but i might be misremembering it's been a while does anyone else julian's face is like two very clear different different shades of color yeah yeah they fucked that up somehow why did they do that i don't know it's uh, terrible. i think i think because he's older julian in this instance because this is the one we would have seen yeah, in the he's visitor. at least 32 33 <laughs> in this oh yeah. yeah fucking yeah. that you're right those are clear signs of age uh, how silly of me not to have known as a 35-year-old woman, half of my face is also the wrong color. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay, we're going to jump back to Enterprise, uh, where they're wearing basically flight suits, which is, a, it, which is incredibly appropriate. They look like Buck Rogers knockoffs. What the fuck is going yeah, they're, on? They're, I mean, like, they're not the most attractive things, but... but look but... at all those pockets. Holy so shit. I know. Jesus. I am... Like, so far... And I know next week we're going to say which which is our favorites and least favorites, but so far these are actually at my top because of the number of pockets. There are a lot of pockets. But they, I am know, a girl who loves pockets. I also love pockets. They're, you know, they're not, again, like the prettiest, but they're super functional. They get to this idea of like, it's kind of early days. They're trying to look a little more like flight suity NASA. Rock yeah, and yeah. Sort of it's like. it's so it, it the gradual progression. Yeah, it makes sense. People in the middle. I like them. They're attractive. That's uh, that's to Paul and Mayweather. What's to Paul? Who's she? she? She's a Vulcan. A Vulcan in the she not normally wears, in a uniform. Normally wears spandex. Yeah, because Rick Berman's a pervert. Or nothing. Oh. Often nothing. True. True. And that, of course, is Eminem on the far right for some reason. What? The guy this on the is, right. Eminem. This is Kelby. He does kind of look like Eminem, though. Yeah, whoever that is, he is not a series regular because I do not recognize him. Yeah, there apparently aren't a ton of actual characters in Enterprise or something, because it was very hard finding a number of people wearing the uniform, which is mm. why you see... Um, two Hoshis. Two Hoshis. You couldn't find a good screen cap of uh, Seth MacFarlane? Yeah. Or, they don't... Or, or, uh, <laughs> or Frakes? Wait, Seth MacFarlane uh. was in the show? He, yeah, he cameos a couple times as Aww. an engineer. What a nerd, I love that. But yeah, I think I think the idea of like half NASA, half Star Trek is a good idea. Yeah, it it makes sense thematically. We see that the colors have already been established, which is smart. Yep. yep. And they're not they're they're somewhere where you can see them yeah. and yep. not and have to search for them. And they're TOS colors too, which is they are. a continuity bit. Oh and yeah, the pips, yeah, yeah. The pips are on the chest again, yeah. pretty visible. And yeah, so many pockets. And there's zip pockets too. Oh, yeah. are these are these uh, zip away pant legs too? Yeah. Uh, oh. if, if they are, they never use them that way in the show. But yes. Well, I'm into that. I'm into like I feel like, and that's what maybe where I I fall on the are these actual uniforms is when you're in 
a an organization like Starfleet, your uniforms should first be functional. And so many of them just look like clothes. These are very functional. Yes. Yeah. Points. It like it I, looks like I think I said in my initial like piece that I wrote years ago, like it looks like any of them could be called on at any minute to help fix something. Mm-hmm. And you end up covered in just oil because, and shit. Yeah, because it's early days and everything is constantly broken. It makes yeah. sense. I like it. Yeah. All right, so we're going to actually cut off there uh, for this week, and we're going to cover Kelvin's and New Trek next week. Yeah, it's a good little collection. And I see and we see in... As always, you did a wonderful the, job with the visuals, Ames. You're yeah. fantastic at this uh, stuff. Yeah, I see also in Twok we have a skirt variant, which That's right. I didn't, I didn't, have, a, I didn't have a, uh, a character for. I think, does Uhura wear it in five? I can't remember. She might. She wears it at some point. Yeah. It might even be on this card where or I've cut three? off the image. Does she maybe wear it in three when she's working transporters? Oh, maybe. Maybe. She wear, She definitely wears it at some point. Mm. Yeah, unclear just based on looking at this, but yeah, there's there's a skirt variant. So, we're going to talk more next week about the rest. It'll be a little more difficult because obviously the, the Kelvins aren't in timeline, so I'm going to have to fish for a lot of screen grabs of things. There's so fucking many. And... Discovery and Picard and whatever else were also current. The uniforms change every fucking week, so I'm going to have a moment and (laughs) figure that out. We're going to talk about that next week, but definitely do come back for that. It'll be a good time. I'll complain about pockets even more. Woo! This week, if you wanted to check out any of these images and you haven't checked out the blog yet, like I told you to do at the top, do it now. Holy shit. Uh, head over to Tumblr slash SSHB podcast or just go over to SSHBpodcast.com. You'll be able to go to our blog. All these images are up there and you can see just how few fucking pockets there are. You can also listen to all the, what number was this? 205,000 more? 243? Uh, yeah, episodes of our podcast over on the SoundCloud or download or li- or stream from whatever your favorite podcasting area is. You can friend us on Facebook and Twitter, do all the things, and hang out with us and chat to us up with us about all this all these topics. Next week we're talking more Voyager. Holy crap. See more of these Voyager uniforms we've been talking about Ooh. in episodes Non Sequitur <coughs> and Twisted. Oh, Should nice. be a good week. No, there's a cat involved. God damn it. He was quiet all episode long. Yeah, I think that's it for me. Definitely don't reach your elogium, because that would be a mistake. This has this has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This has been Jake. And this is currently Chris. Add more pockets. (laughs) 